This is Matt from Talking Down the Highway, a Beach Boys podcast. Well, we've done it again, folks. We do not have a new episode for you this week, but we have the next best thing. In fact, I'd argue it's even better. We're dusting off an old classic from the original show, The Strange Currencies Podcast. And in this very special episode, we are discussing the Beach Boys' 1988 induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and really specifically focusing on that legendarily cringeworthy speech by Mike Love. Um, this is a classic episode of the original podcast, folks. Maybe the best one we ever did, in fact. And um, I think you're going to enjoy it. In the meantime, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Check out all that great content on strangecurrenciesmusic.com, including our catalog crawl of the Beach Boys. We're going to be back next week with a brand new episode focusing on the 1965 Beach Boys LP today. We'll catch you then. Strange Currencies podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Glenn. Hi guys. Hi Tim. Hi. Were you talking to me? Yeah, that's okay. cool. Yeah. Hi. Gotta get with the program. Again, oh, okay. we're, a, we're a three host podcast now. Oh, so yeah. You gotta remember to, you know, you gotta Hi, jump everybody. in there. Follow our cues here, Tim. Right. Oh, sorry. I thought, I, I, thought I, was, I thought I was the audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is like a cool, like a front row seat kind of situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Well, how are you guys doing? Well, you know, I, w- I woke up this morning, went, went out to the car, and um, uh, in the front driver's side tire, there was a screw the size of Mike Love's ego, <laughs> Ooh, sadly wow. misplaced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got an appointment to replace the tire this oh, afternoon. Man. So we, we, can't, we can't go on too long. We're going to have to like, okay. you know. You keep gotta, this a swift recording. You got a spare on there? Or is the I, I screw, got a spare. Okay. Yeah. The screw's not like holding the air in. For no. The, like uh, a knife. No. It was, it was flat. It was, mm. it was sad. I so, had done that multiple times to the same tire in the last <laughs> couple of years. I like a, different tire, but the same place. Yeah, yeah. Car, yeah. I had a nail in one of my tires for I don't even know how long. <laughs> <laughs> just wrote it. Wrote it out. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it just still worked, but like I noticed my tire pressure just dropping mm, every couple slowly. days. Yeah. So as long it's as, as if this is a metaphor for something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Slow leak. Procrastination. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Hey, uh, so we'll do a listener update. Start Are we off. even doing listener updates? This, Haven't this we? Just, just hold, okay. it, hold it here. All <laughs> right. So last time we were at 978 million. Mm-hmm. We, we, we had did to it. have cracked it. We, we did. did it. Yeah, we did. One billion One listeners. One billion. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. One, uh, one billion or like one billion one hundred and eight. So so just to look at the million. yeah, if I look I at the like anchor at this point, app on my just phone, being... it, it's it doesn't really like after that say like one point one billion or anything. Oh like it, right right right. It I just says you're rock stars basically. 
it just says it's verified error, and I don't know that they even have the technology to count much further beyond <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, beyond well, the it billions, goes in increments of billions from here on out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so many, so many listens. We decided. Is basically what we, yeah, we've kind of made a decision here to stop flexing now. Right, right every right. episode because look, there's a lot of other podcasts, like all other podcasts cumulatively, would struggle, I think, to match our numbers. Right, so. right, right. Yes. We need to share a little bit. We don't want to, like, be too pompous. No. We got to, you know, keep keep ourselves in check a little bit. Yeah, like, if there's anything to be learned from today's episode, it's, like, yeah. lessons in humility. Simmer right? down. And so right. we're, we're harmony, taking Harmony, harmony yeah. and humility. L- yeah, oh, let's okay. not get into it just okay. yet. Okay. We've got okay. a couple other we do loose still ends have, to tie up. There are some corrections from the last episode. Because we are humble. Well. We we sure. do sometimes make even though we're <laughs> we are nearly flawless we do make some sure. mistakes. You're so. the most humble. You're the most the humblest, humblest person in the world. I am. Yes, uh, <laughs> and and you just love telling people about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's see here. A couple of corrections from last time around. So we recorded our previous episode at the end of 2021. It just dropped yesterday, actually, or mm-hmm. you know, in January here in 2022, mm-hmm. and we had to do like this sort of speculative idea of like. What is 2022 going to be like, right? Yeah. Mm. And we had kind of gone with this thought that maybe something dramatic had happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. End of the world type stuff. Tsunami, if you... (laughs) A meteor is what we had. Meteor, right. Yeah, several references. We were just off. It's the tsunami. Yeah, we're... Just a little bit off. Yeah, Yeah, volcanic explosion. Volcanic explosion. That's close to a meteor. It it, it is, but we were wrong. And I think we should... We can own up to that. We should, yes. We should acknowledge that. Speaking of being wrong and acknowledging it, and and maybe this is part of my, I don't know, New Year's resolution of admitting where I have have made a mistake. Um, That's not really my New Year's resolution. (laughs) But I I went back and edited our our previous episode last week, which was on the Beatles Get Back documentary. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about how... Mal Evans mm-hmm. was on both the worst and best Beatles songs ever. Now, okay. I know Tim doesn't agree with me that Maxwell Silverhammer is it's, the worst. It's awful. It's it, awful. It, it's terrible, I'm and it, to me, is the least essential. Like, are, are there less, it's, like, necessary, I guess, less necessary, like, okay, Diggit's kind of useless, and... That and, song is so hated, I'm learning now. It, it's just... But I don't yeah. really understand why, other than the... You know, the like murdering a woman kind of thing. So, so there, there's that element of it, and there's the fact that they just spent like hours yeah, and hours and hours it. on it. The other mm-hmm. Beatles hated it, yeah. rightfully so. And it, it's just dumb. It just doesn't seem like it should be a Beatles song. It's like, never bothered me. If it were merely, if, if it were like on Ram, I'd be like, okay, this is fine. Sure. You know, but. I don't know. Just I it, mean, Abbey Road's kind of a mishmash of yeah, an album it, anyway. And that's kind of maybe just part of my I don't love Abbey Road okay. in the way that I love the others. I acknowledge it. It's I do fantastic. Love it. yeah, like, I like it's amazing. But I don't love it. I like it better than Revolver. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Another episode. <laughs> okay. That's another episode or something. So, uh, you know, applications can be submitted for podcast hosts. <laughs> yes, podcast hosts. We are now um, accepting. I don't know what our email address audience. is for um, Strange Currency okay. Music. But anyway, um, so so I was making this, this you know, comparison. Mal is on the best and the worst mm-hmm. Beatles songs. The best I, you know, had indicated, which... I, there's didn't no, there's nothing objective, but didn't we establish that though? As, as well, I mean, strange currencies in the a century yeah. of song thing put mm. this this song. I believe it was number three overall, like ever, a day in the life. Right. But oh, okay. As I'm going back and editing the podcast last week, it sounds like I had said 
the day in the life, <laughs> which oh come on, whatever. Well, I know, but we like I went back, of... I went back multiple times. Like, did I really say the? I mean, this is my favorite Beatles song. It's one of again, you know, right. I, I, I'm the one who did the whole century song thing. Like, I put it in the top three songs of all time, and I know that it's definitively not called the day in the life. <laughs> but it really bugged me that going back and listening, it sounds like I say the day in the life. You're gonna say like the day in the life thing or something like that. I, like, I, may, yeah, maybe my brain was like mm-hmm. trying to go off in a different direction, yeah. or, or You've maybe lost all credibility. Maybe now. I was like anticipating mm-hmm. having to be defensive in an argument with Remy, who would insist that Strawberry Fields Forever is better okay. than A Day in the Life, mm-hmm. and and so maybe I was just in defensive posturing. But anyway, I need. <laughs> to say if anybody's listening to that last episode and they're like the fuck this guy just called a day in the life the day in the life i don't need to trust these guys about music anymore <laughs> the fact that you've been stewing on this over yeah, the new well, year wow unfortunately i only edited that episode yeah. like two or three days ago so it's only you know and i just put it out yesterday but it, it's been bugging me ever All since right. and All i right. just want to to address that what just because our... i don't want us to lose our credibility hey, with the music nerd who we cater to here so yeah, that's who hmm. we cater to speaking yeah. of we did do a breakdown of the beatles what was our number one Beatles track? Didn't we establish? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot we, we did that whole Strange Currencies top hundred songs. I forgot that like we've done top this whole thing Beatles. other than right. a century song. Century. And yes, a day in oh. the life was number one on there too. Right. Oh, okay. As well it should be. So there it is. Well and, and Strawberry Fields was number two. I feel like mm. I should acknowledge too from last episode anyone who, who thinks uh, my opinion of Paul McCartney is uh, unjustified or embarrassing or, you know, costs me any credibility points, uh, I should say that they're wrong. And uh, Paul McCartney... Oh, I came up with a better word for it, though. Uh, and I put this in a text message earlier. The word for Paul McCartney, I think, is fussy. Fussy? He's the oh. fussiest Beatle. Yeah. Why would we go on the roof and we can make an album? Oh, come on. Fussy. Stop it, Tim. Uh, okay, you say fussy, <laughs> I say integrity. At least fussy. the guy... At least the guy is like... He's going to stand for something. <laughs> fussy. Call it fussy. Sure, fine. He's the fussiest. He's, he's got integrity. He's like, he's like, fussy. Yeah, let's go. Let's go record something on a cruise ship. And Paul's like, no, that's dumb. Now, he wasn't the one that said well, it was George dumb. Well, George said yeah. it was dumb. But uh, that's what integrity. You need integrity. You need Paul somebody to be just fussy. Like scatterbrained through that whole thing. Yeah. He didn't, uh, you know, I don't know he if he had an opinion make on that. Dumb, he didn't want to make ideas dumb. going on in that brilliant yeah. mind of his. But, <laughs> That's uh, right. No, Genius. you know, I, I, like Maxwell Silverhammer. Well, <laughs> see, and there's the thing. I get why McCartney can come off as grating to some people. And like in terms of which of the four would I want to hang out with? He might be at the the bottom, I guess, perhaps. Although George to me just comes off as Yeah. Like, it's Ringo. The, Ringo's the guy be, you want to hang out with. Ringo and John when he's not totally strung out. Just because yeah. John is the funniest. Right? Although, yeah, yeah, yeah. although and, I, John to me seems like just the the most interesting conversationalist. Like if I were mm-hmm. hanging out with him, the Beatles at, at peak, you know, operation, uh-huh. John would be the one who I think would command my attention the most. Just, yeah. just I don't know. He he seemed to operate on a different kind of intellectual level than the others. Yeah. But here's the come on. Can we just stop with the whole narrative of Who's your favorite? <laughs> like, who's your least yes. favorite? Because right, they're all. I right. love all four of them. Like, and I, I will say after after revisiting uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, you know, Ringo. I, I don't know. Come on, Ringo. Ringo's great. Sure. Uh, sure. Fine. Um, right. Well, I, yeah. as far as like who's the best people, <laughs> we've ranked all their songs. We've ranked, ranked all yeah. their albums. Why not rank the Let's men rank themselves? Them as human <laughs> beings. 
Uh-huh. I guess Who's the say, best at doing their taxes? <laughs> this is the band in which I, I not the only one, but it, it's a band in which I love all the members. And there are, trust me, there are bands who have members that I, I hate. Mm-hmm. Which I, here's our segue, I guess. <laughs> and and the Beatles just are simply not one of them. I think yeah, they all have true. their flaws as individuals, mm-hmm. but they came together to to make something amazing. And I I, I think they're they're. Genuinely, even though they're all very flawed individuals, I think they were all people whose hearts were mostly in the right place. Yeah, and and their, their, their artistic chemistry, just mm-hmm. the four of them, is so yeah, you know, so great. Paul, but anyway, you know, Paul obviously has written amazing songs. He's just fussy. But but the thing oh. that I think that, that to <laughs> me is the more the more interesting conversation really is mm. who are these these bands that we love who just have a personality that we detest? Yeah. Yeah. Right, because the the Beatles don't have a villain within no. their band. There are villains in the story. Sure, Alvin sure. Klein, of course, mm-hmm. who we talked about. Sure. Um, but there's a band that, that the three of us love, and there's a villain, and, mm-hmm. and that Abba. villain is the subject of our podcast mm-hmm. today. Just to just a segue, and it's slightly. been the subject of many a podcast. Sure, if anybody's we been we are like a step away from basically becoming a Beach Boys podcast yes, here at this essentially. point, but. Close. We're, we're talking today about the Beach Boys' induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the speech by its... its the insufferable. Well, well <laughs> th- th- this is a speech, a band speech, so we're going to talk okay. about... Okay, all right, all right. ...the members, you know, having, giving their speeches and, and kind of contrast. Right. The guy we love. Right. And because the it, guy whose name is Love, who we managed to somehow hate. <laughs> we hate. Um, yeah. Again, no the worst case of, of... Ironic name. Well, it yeah. Is. It's like the worst case of false advertising ever. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody mm-hmm. loves Mike Love. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> little Richard in his speech, when he's referring to Mike Love, he says something, something Mike Love, but I've been loving Mike since... <laughs> so he's trying to be he's, diplomatic. Uh, mm-hmm. The little Richard speech is pretty funny, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah. right. We'll have to hear a little bit more about it. Let's... Let's take a quick break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll talk all things Hall of Fame when we get back. Back on the Strange Currencies podcast, uh, about to dive into a discussion of the Beach Boys induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Before we do that, we, we didn't do a, a drinking. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot. <laughs> uh, what do you got there, Glenn? I'm drinking. I'm drinking a frame uh, IPA. Thank yeah. you, Tim. Uh-huh. Appreciate that. I, I'm sponsoring this episode. You are sponsoring. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and we're all drinking frame. And let's be honest here. Uh-huh. Tim bought the frame. Tim yeah. bought the Tim frame. Bought and full brought. disclosure. My bought heart and money. And, mm-hmm. and so here's the thing. We had talked about this idea of frame sponsorship a while back, which first off was a misnomer. That it was. Not really what we have, Glenn. Yeah. Well, okay, but so Westmar... We have, we have not been hooked up with anything free in a long time. That's just because I haven't seen Chris. So I need to, I need to get in touch with Chris. He, I'm he's sure he's listening. Chris <laughs> is going to hear this, and he's going to be like, dang... I gotta find Glenn. I gotta hook him up. Yeah, uh, there's time to make up for. I told Chris. I just told Chris, hey, anytime Westmar wants to hook us up, we will 
We'll shout it out. That's, but for now, yeah, that's not a, how a sponsorship works. But for now, <laughs> I am shouting out Tim. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say for thank now. Thank you, Tim, for giving us more beer than, than well, we our even, alleged sponsor. Uh, right. We whatever. shouldn't even say the name of the brewer. We should call them Mirf. Perf. Mirf. Perm. Yeah, back. Mirf. That's backwards. Okay. But then everybody's going to take out their vinyl, you know, of these episodes, play them backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good point. So, so. That's. They're on. They're on blast. Uh, oh, <laughs> officially not, on blast. Yeah. there you go. Oh, Balls man. in your court, Chris. What are they uh, gonna do? And, and, and again, I just want to put it it's out just, there. You know, the shirt that I got—it's way too big. Oh, yeah. well, maybe maybe it should be for me then. You got to drink more free until it fits. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would if they brought us. Oh, oh there you go. Zing. Okay. Uh, well. All right. I guess it's time now. We've, we've covered all of our introductory well, hey, bases. It is. Here. It, it feels like it's Hall of Fame season. I mean, I I have been looking back over. Uh, I did not realize how contentious the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hmm. There's all kinds of controversies around the Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll. Wow. Rock and roll. This hole rock in the Rock and the Roll. Hole in the rock, 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 rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like cringy, like awkward. Uh, you know, okay. okay. Can I just take a minute, though? Well, before you even get into that, I want to just say the whole idea of a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is cringy and awkward. Okay. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Uh, on what grounds? Just uh, John Wenner from Rolling Stone gets to decide who's codified into to all-time yeah. greatness and... In music and and let's talk well, about all of the. If not him, who? So nobody. Yeah, the bands like, exist. Their their yeah. work is out there. Yeah, it's you like, love them. Just buy their so, stuff. So you're going to tell me that Foo Fighters, the fucking most boring <laughs> band <laughs> in okay. in existence, um, are ooh, worthy of bold. being in the in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but Sonic Youth isn't. Like, right? Give, give me a break. Yeah. Like or the Pixies. Like record sales are essentially what ter- determine rock. Like right. I think Kraftwerk maybe just got in last mm. year or is going to be this year or something like that. Fucking Kraftwerk. So like, this is I'm one saying. of the, this is one of the most like influential groups of all time. And yeah, I, I guess we'll you know we'll put them in because people have been complaining for a while. <laughs> like fuck you, Rock well, and Roll Hall of Fame. So 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 we're saying so we're saying that yeah there are snubs there are like you're anytime you're gonna do any sort of ranking like this you're gonna ruffle well, feathers and, at least ha- let it be somebody with good taste that's determining like Rolling Stones editor in chief like uh, well who that's just, what I'm saying there needs the, to be a we all have our own rock and roll hall of fame sure. I guess. <laughs> like my rock and roll hall of fame has a, a giant statue of Robert Pollard like. Delivering a, a you know <laughs> leg right. kick in front of it, like that's my rock and roll hall okay. of fame, and that I don't could be the award statue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and and it doesn't. I don't know. Just the whole yeah, idea, like silly. to me, the idea of the museum part of it seems somewhat interesting. Like mm-hmm. I guess I have to have some reason at some point to go to Cleveland, and right. so that yeah. might as well be you know something that gets me there because I, I I like I like museums, mm-hmm. I'm a historian, you know, and mm-hmm. I like memorabilia that yeah. that is that is cool and interesting but but to have this like i don't know recognition and i i guess maybe yeah. i'm not against all hall of fames per se i'm a i'm a big baseball fan and i love the idea and the debate over the baseball hall of fame but there's something that that brings it into there's this sort of division between objective and subjective whereas mm-hmm. baseball you have that kind of like both of those things sort of intertwine whereas Music, it's yeah. almost all subjective, 
Right. I mean, there are some objectively bad bands, and some <laughs> of them are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> but like, but yeah, baseball but players have stats. Yeah, yeah. yeah Which, by can. the way, Jimmy Rollins for Hall of Fame. I'm oh, putting stop. it out there. No, stop. come okay. on. Okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, just the whole idea of something of this, so like, subjective. Group of record executives mm-hmm. deciding who gets enshrined into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which has historically been like belittled the contributions of women in rock music. Mm-hmm. It has taken a very like late approach towards recognizing hip hop, for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. It, it's inclusion of jazz is like, sure, put jazz in there, but go beyond like Miles Davis was cool. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Just, just, yeah, th- these aren't people who know music in the way that the per- people d- determining who belongs in a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should. Because the Foo Fighters and Bon Jovi have no fucking <laughs> business being near a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, the word fame is key, I think. Like, And if it is sort of influenced by record sales or whatever, like, I feel like that's the Grammys, too. Like, This is yeah. just a popularity Grammys. contest. Don't even get me started. But, you know, if, it is, if fame means popularity, then yeah, whatever. Put Bon Jovi in there. Then you got a billboard chart for that shit. You got gold records and all all that. I'm not saying that that the institution really needs to exist, but as far as like who they decide to put in, it's like these are the most famous bands and that, and that kind of makes sense. Well, and the thing that, the thing that really turns the screw is like when the sex pistols, uh, get inducted and, and he writes, he faxes like, we're not coming to your, (laughs) you know, $15,000 a plate, absurd you know f you that it kind of like reiterates this is a business this is like yeah and here's the industry people right patting themselves on the back for i don't know any institution in which i don't know the goo goo dolls are more likely (laughs) to get into than pavement like fuck that (laughs) good all right yeah so and also that's just my general thought on the idea of rock and roll i also I also, in in bringing up this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it stirred up essentially, uh, especially because um, the late great now Ronnie Spector. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's a, that's and a tough one. yeah, we lost one of the greats um, this past week um, as the recording, and and so going back and looking at at that whole ordeal, essentially Ronnie Spector doesn't get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because. Phil Spector is writing letters to yeah, the to the hall, yeah, saying yeah. like homies. she never recorded. She her voice is never really even really on. She doesn't deserve to be in, and that's just like absurd. Yeah. That it, guy it, seems yeah. like maybe not such a good guy. Yeah, Phil maybe. Spector. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would put him like he's probably slightly better than Mike Love <laughs> and Eric Clapton. Uh. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, he he's. But there, but there, there was a good, there was a happy ending there that, that Ronnie finally was inducted into the rock and roll music. There's also fame. a happy ending in that Phil Spector <laughs> kicked the fucking bucket before she did. Right. So she got yeah. to see him die. That's right. So. That's, oh, yeah. That was, That's that was poetic nice. justice. Yeah. Well, and also she got inducted like the week he was convicted. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and, now, and now that he's <laughs> not going to come kill us, uh, we'll go ahead and put her in the hall of fame. And, and, and then when they give her wow, the stage. ballsy move. Yeah, there. right, 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 right. But then when they give her the stage to perform a song, she does her single, He Did It. Yeah. So, really? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Is that like an O.J. Simpson I joke? I don't know. If I, I did know. it. Uh, if I, yeah. So anyways, we love you, Ronnie. I didn't. Oh, but if I did, here's how it would have happened. I mean, that's literally he wrote it. I know. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, All right. Well, hey, we need, we need to look at what, what Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 
Is it, what year is this that we're talking about? 88. Yeah. Is 88. This is quite the banner year for the record, <laughs> Rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, at, at this point, how many people are in the hall? I don't know. It, it had probably been around for a couple of years, and I think, you know, maybe like uh, Elvis and Chuck Berry and Little in, Richard or whatever <laughs> had been inducted. It's in that article I sent out. I, I think it was only in like the maybe two dozen range. Yeah, there weren't. Yeah, it didn't yeah, this, seem this like this there were many. This would have been like year three point. or four or something mm-hmm. of its existence, probably. Yeah, because you're talking about the 88 class. We've got. Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. Beach pretty Boys, good. yeah, they're they're good. Beatles, pretty good. Yeah, that, that's good. Right. Yeah, Supremes, right. yep. Yeah. Uh, Woody Guthrie. He's mentioned, but who is that know. guy? Arlo's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, um, we'll get there. Sorry, in a sorry, yeah, sorry. no, like, I, I, and that, that's what leads leads me to believe that you know this was probably only the second or third year. Of the existence of the Rock and Roll yeah, Hall of Fame, Woody Guthrie is just getting in and in, right. in 1988, or and the Beatles are just Beatles because you know because oh, I want to say it's like Lead Belly 20, and... 25 years after their or you know their first, first album okay. release, first, and, and right. I think Guthrie would have been going on almost 25 uh-huh. years dead by 1988. Right. Uh, I think he died in 67. Also, um, this yeah, Lead Belly. I mean, he, he was recording back into the 30s. Les and, Paul, yeah. Yeah, so so Barry Gordy Jr. So they were going yeah. back and like, all right, let's let's throw some of the other people who weren't year 30. one and year two, you know. This but. eighty-eight brings the number to thirty in, oh, okay. in the Hall of Fame. All right. Yeah, the Drifters too. Sorry. Okay. Mm, yeah. Which none of the people that we've mentioned so far don't belong there. Right. No. Like, no, no the, right. The, these aren't my gripes with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame no. yet, in right. terms of its right. inclusions. I mean, right. all of these individuals belong. Firmly, no question. I mean, no question. Yeah. And at this point, you are talking about inner circle oh, yeah. artists who, yeah, if there's going to be a Hall of Fame, which we've already discussed is debatable, a need, but but if there's going to be one, Barry Gordy is, belongs there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, yeah. Well, shall we? Yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna listen to the speech. Oh my goodness! I don't know the if I'm Beach ready for this. Beach Boys induction speech. At this point, Tim, do you want mm-hmm. to set context? Because you've done yeah. a little bit more research into, like, I think a little bit about the order in which some of the stuff had happened over the evening. So mm-hmm. there's context for some of the references in here, yeah. and I guess we can get to some of that as we're listening to it, right? Because we're going to piece it out. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll go into sections here. The look, the whole. This whole thing is based on eight minutes of video. This whole podcast is based yeah. on about eight minutes of video, whereas <laughs> our last podcast was based on about eight hours worth of right. video. Yeah. So we're going to break <laughs> this thing down. We're going to micro um, analyze it. So Too long, did not read. Mike Love gives a speech. He's a tool. Well, that's okay. If, end if of you've episode. Been listen, <laughs> if you've been listening to this podcast, you right, know folks. that Mike Love is You already know this. But yeah. um, so I'm not entirely... Like, the order of things, I, I assume the Beatles gave their acceptance speech before Mike Love did this one, but maybe not. Maybe they saved them for the end, and he was just talking about, like, what he had heard or something. Because he doesn't specifically reference any of the comments they made or anything like yeah. that. But I don't know. Possibly the Beatles went first. So Mick Jagger introduces them. The Beatles, the... Some of the remaining Beatles, it's mm. Ringo and George, yeah. uh, Yoko, Julian Lennon, and Sean Lennon. Okay. <laughs> Sean Lennon's outfit is yeah. legendary. <laughs> um, he's 12 years old. Uh, but, you know, Paul McCartney isn't there. There's some kind of legal thing going on where, like, it was really George, right? It was George wanted a, more, a piece of the Lennon-McCartney action cause he, for the songs that he helped write, mm-hmm. even though they were credited just to Lennon-McCartney. Yeah, yeah. So, and McCartney said, 
well, if I, you know, his thing was he stayed away because he thought if he went on stage with those guys, it would just be like hypocritical or something like that. Okay. And it, uh, once again, integrity. Fussy. Integrity. Uh, <laughs> Moving <scene>. on. <laughs> anyway, fussy. Uh, so, you know, they go up there. It's, it's really nice. Like, Ringo's really funny. Um, George is funny. He's talking about, he's very diplomatic about Paul not being there. And then he yeah, you know, talks about John says, not being there. We love, there. We love Paul. We love John yeah. and we love Paul too. That might have been like a backhanded thing, though. In his eyes, it kind of looked like one of those moments I in the documentary where that he's felt... being polite, but really not. Uh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> we love John. And we love Paul too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I didn't but read it. Everyone, oh, it. and I was going to, Yoko. Way, can, can somebody bring us some toast while we're up here? <laughs> Yoko actually does a little dig at John, or at uh, Paul. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Too soon. Jeez, Yoko, come uh, on. Y- Yoko gets up there to speak mm. and he she's like, you know, we, we are wish... in the ground at that point. <laughs> we wish John could be here. And she says, he would have been here. He would have come. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I mean, obviously Yoko knows John better than I do, but uh-huh. uh, I don't know. I don't, it seems like an institution that John Lennon might have had a little bit of a problem with. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? But, uh, you know, she didn't, like, linger on that. She moved on. Yeah. And it was a nice little speech. And then Julian said a couple words. And then Sean even <laughs> made a little crack there about, I'm a little young to know about any of this stuff. <laughs> Anyway. And, and, and I'm up here, and I did nothing. That's right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's a cool little moment, uh, you know. And so that's their speech. Uh, that that should have been that should have been the speech that Mike Love gave. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here and I did I'm nothing. I'm here and Good I did point. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know they do a little thing. The band plays Octopus's Garden, and then they come back and say a couple more things. Are you serious? That only they get inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, and they play he, only Garden. because only because Ringo comes yeah. out and makes the joke. He's like, that, how come you like, didn't play Octopus's, 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 Garden? Octopus's Garden when we came out? <laughs> oh, like okay. tongue in cheek. Like yeah, this yeah. is so they not were, yeah yeah. So um, th- I think they I think while while Ringo was like drunkenly blabbering, <laughs> the the band oh, in the sure. back worked it up real oh, yeah. quick. Right. Well, so. I mean it's. I mean, they're pros. They probably yeah. already knew how to. Yeah, Paul, yeah. I think Paul Schaefer was uh, the band leader, right. and like Letterman's band always used to do that too. And he's like, like, they like just let's like, do it in E. Yeah, exactly. And they go. just they yeah, kind of right. play a little piece of the song. That they, yeah. yeah, they just know. Um, but you know, so that's their their piece and whatever. And Paul's not there. Um, as far as the 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 Beach Boys portion, it's Elton John mm-hmm. uh, talking about them and all the you know the influence they've had, how they were kind of a surf band but then they became so much more blah 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 he brings them on and it's brian wilson mike love carl wilson and al jardine yeah i think i see i saw bruce in the jam session later but he didn't come up with them to yeah he didn't uh, accept any award but so they all come out and you know brian's got glasses on in this like speech written out you know, yeah, like yeah. A, you could definitely tell he's reading. Yeah, yeah, he reads off the paper the whole time. It's <laughs> you very, can tell that Mike Love's not reading, right? And maybe doesn't know how to read, but <laughs> and oh. like doesn't give a shit because like the Brian thing is like he's it's so sincere. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna hear it here in yeah. just a minute. Okay. In fact, actually, we, we went a little long mm-hmm. in this introduction segment I, here, so let's go ahead and take another let's leave quick a cliffhanger break. There, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll take a quick. When we break. come back, we get to hear Brian. Brian, all yeah. right, good. all right.
the Strange Currencies podcast, and uh, we're going to get into this Beach Boys Hall of Fame induction speech. So Tim has just set the scene. Elton John has just uh, given his speech about the Beach Boys, and now they're taking the stage. Let's hear it. All right, right off the bat, first off, we need a monitor in here that we can all like watch the same yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Love is literally wearing a baseball hat. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, black hat with like this gaudy gold trimmed, you know. Oh, it's got the scrambled eggs, the yeah, that gold leaf stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. gold leaf everywhere. So yeah, clearly and, hiding the fact that he's bald. Oh, as sure. Fuck. What is it? What does yeah. the actual hat say? I don't remember. It, I think it, it's like UCLA. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he right off the bat, he looks like a fucking tool. Didn't Dennis, He's wearing a tuxedo with a fucking baseball hat. Right. Like I heard this. Is this is this rumor or is this true? Dennis Dennis Wilson used to like intentionally on in concerts flick his hat off nice. and it just just to expose the bald head. I and never heard that, but I, but I love it. And I heard that it pissed Mike Love off to the point where he eventually got a restraining order. Oh come on, really? Well, I don't know. Okay, let's let's, let's move <laughs> on here. Thank you, Elton, for that wonderful induction. So Elton's wearing a hat, but it's nowhere near as stupid it's looking as... It's like a pork as, pie hat or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Which or, no, it's like a barbershop quartet. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, kind of almost like a barbershop thing. Mm-hmm. But barbershop, pork pie, derby, anything's better than the fucking hat that Mike Love <laughs> is wearing. All right, back to it. Are we going to stop every five seconds? <laughs> okay. The people can't 27 see 27 years ago, over a summer weekend in 1961... He's reading. My cousin Mike Love and I got Thank a right idea. Close captions. We were going to write a song. My parents were going away, and they left us some money for food. As soon as they split, we went to the uh, music shop and rented some music equipment. By Sunday night, when my folks came home, we were very hungry, and we had written a tune called Surfing. <laughs> Who could have known then that 27 years and, and 52 albums later, we would be standing... 52 albums? Is he c- uh, that, that can't like be right. Compilations and singles, maybe? Like, yeah, that number's just, just like any, any sort right. of release. Hey, he wrote it down. Yeah, he's reading off of... Well, but there's no... There's no. There's still, you know, all these years later, there's not 52, which, thank God, because if they had completed that number post-1988, that would have yeah. been a whole lot of terrible stuff. But no, but, definitely 52. Mm-hmm. No, not. But when I said he's reading, it's like... The point is, like, he clearly... He sat down and wrote this yeah, speech yeah. Mm-hmm. and, like, put some time into yeah, it. Yeah, there's intentionality here. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, let's see. We're very proud and very grateful. I only wish that my younger brother Dennis could be here at our side tonight. We miss him very much. Last year, when I was asked to induct Lieber Stoner into the Hall of Fame, I came into the room and sat down at my table and looked around. There were so many people here that I really respect. To tell you the truth, I was wide-eyed. I've always listened to records first thing in the morning. My all-time favorite wake-up record is Be My Baby, (laughs) which is a very heavy record. I also... I also... Right there. I'm telling most of these executives in the music business. <laughs> he just completely disrupts yeah, the, He's a yeah. giant. the momentum. Mike I, Love. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah I, here's, here's Brian giving this like heartfelt, yeah. sincere speech. And, 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 and re- he has to read it. You know, He probably yeah. can't keep it in his head. 
And yeah, Mike Love reaches over and adjusts the microphone stand so it's up a little higher. And he says, you're taller than all these music execs. He's a giant, you know, like, I don't know, he's trying to be playful or something, but he just completely kills the yeah. momentum. And it takes Brian a minute to even find his place again on the speech so he can keep going. Yeah, like, hey, nobody's paid attention to me in the last Yeah, time. look at me. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. All right. I have all... Uh, <clears throat> I also started my day by listening to records by all of you. That night I saw fans coming up to, to, to each of you and to thank you for making the music that started their days. I heard people saying thank you for songs that got me through, that gave me courage to go on. When I was a teenager, I listened to The Four Freshmen and Frank Sinatra. That got me through high school. And that's what I... I don't know why that's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was listening to this yesterday, I was kind of like, is, was there something visually? Because I was listening to it on the drive to yeah. work. And so I wasn't looking at it. And now, yeah, there's not, it's just, why did I mean, that elicit th- laughter? There was a very loose vibe, I think, to this whole ceremony in yeah. there. there there's things, a lot of drunkenness from Yeah, what I mean. yeah. And like, there were a little, like, Harrison got a couple laughs during his portion, I think even when he wasn't joking about mm-hmm. certain things. And was was Frank Sinatra, like, not in that first class of Hall of Fame inductees? Oh, I don't know. Like, was he maybe considered to be super square along, you know, <laughs> Jan Winter and the Rolling Stone crew that... Is, you know, I don't know. It didn't seem like there was anything funny about that. But yeah. okay, all right. That's that's the vibe of Maybe the night, I guess. Um, I don't know. Something about him being in high school liking that stuff, maybe? Like, it's like the would, late 50s. Yeah, but like high school kids would be more into like, I don't know, Little Richard or something. Yeah, yeah. Sinatra. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, all right. Well, back to it. This is all about all of us in this room, all of us have the privilege of making music that helps and heals. To make music that makes people happier, stronger, and kinder. Don't forget, music is God's voice. Over the years, the Beach Boys have been in style and out of style and in style again. But what kept me going is the same thing that got me to write surfing all those years ago. I wanted to write joyful music that made other people feel good. That's what I tried to do for the past 27 years. So, we're going to do our best to keep sending out those good vibrations we want to do the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame proud. At twi- and 27 years from now, I'd like to come back and get reinducted all over again. <laughs> yeah! Okay. What a great guy. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sincere. So positive. Just genuine. Yeah. Right? So flattered to be considered. Like, he's not, there's n- none of this, like, assumption, like, I belong here. Right. It's all yeah, just no like... pretense. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And... and I, I don't know. I, maybe it's reductive to use the whole like pure, mm. but there is this just yeah. genuine, mm-hmm. heartfelt quality about what we just heard, and mm-hmm. uh, and he's like genuinely excited to be there and yeah. to be getting this recognition. I'm curious just before we move on to the next part of this um, timing chronology. It was had Kokomo been the big hit mm-hmm. yet by this point or? Yeah. Because like, um, <laughs> he talks about how they were in style, then out of style, then in style again. I, I feel like maybe he could have flipped the order of that, like out of style, in style, it, and then in, out I mean, of style again. But It came out in 1988. Okay. Um, and I don't know when In these... July, though. And okay. I think this ceremony was early in the year because this article about the ceremony is from January 22nd. Okay. So, yeah, then, then that hadn't happened yet. All oh. right. Interesting. I wonder if Stamos was there at the ceremony. <laughs> hmm. 
No, that that's that's sad too. Now we gotta like reference the whole Full House. Oh yeah, Bob thing. Saget. Bob Saget. Yeah, Aww. it's a rough week for seriously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been a rough year so far. Yeah, we're that. like two weeks into it, yeah. and yeah. Do you want to, are we going to hear the, I mean, Brian has like one more sentence to say oh, and then. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought he was. Do we want to hear the Carl's bit too? Yeah, we yeah, will. Yeah. Here we go. Or maybe he was done. Did he say Once again, we thank oh, you we from the bottom of yeah. our hearts. The surf's up tonight. So let's all work together to keep it up forever. Love and mercy to everyone. Thanks. I remember he had his little love and mercy yep. out cue there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, uh, so now Carl is. Uh, I've been asked to say a few words on behalf of uh, our beloved Dennis, who's gone. And this would have thrilled him beyond belief. And so, uh, from Dennis Wilson, I thank you. Carl's a king, too. Love yeah, Carl. Oh, yeah. Carl, mm-hmm. Carl was the guy who really kind of just held the whole thing together, mm-hmm. more or less, in, in Brian's absence, at least from an artistic yeah. and like personal Sort of a standpoint. And just his voice, and, like he was a great. He, his lead parts were always good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Al Jardine does not say anything, and I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know. No. I used to think Al was cool, but then I realized that I don't really know, even know what he did. Yeah. You know, <laughs> certainly just, wasn't cool, but he, he he seems to me to be a decent guy. He's oh, yeah, still yeah. on he Team like Brian, at least. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He knew his place. He was yeah. like he just filled out the sound, yeah. I guess. And, and a talented guy, good yeah, good rhythm. singer, yeah. and and a good yeah. Good I just thought. I guess what it is, I, is I thought I, I knew what his voice was on those recordings, and I, I was completely wrong. Every time I thought it was Al, it was really just Brian. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what are like the definitive Al leads. Uh, Help me, Rhonda is probably like oh, is that? Okay. Of, of the big hits. I, I think that's probably the that's a good most notable vocal. Al. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Al's great. Yeah, he just didn't yeah. say anything. Yeah, and again, he's yeah. on Team Brian to this day. Yeah. So he's he's good people. <laughs> All right. In our books. Well, so which means he's good people. Yes, that's okay. Right. In this video, there's like a hard cut, and I'm curious what happens there. Mm-hmm. Because the next, it just cuts to Mike starting his speech. Yeah. Are we ready for this, or do we need a break, like, before we get into... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, just seems <sighs> thematic, just, because this yeah. is going to be a long stretch through, uh, the, right, through yeah, the rest right. of this. Take a break. Yeah. Take a and break we're going to hear Mike love. Bask yeah, in the glow of that Brian Wilson speech yeah. before we well, move let, on. Let's ever, let everybody mm-hmm. just kind of soak in that, that, mm-hmm. that cup of sunshine, as Glenn alluded to in our last mm-hmm. episode. All right. back everybody uh this is a podcast which is wait did i do this bit before you did and it went, oh, okay yeah. yeah and it was great it was really funny oh I, so, i'm still laughing this is where people sit down and record their voices talking about things yeah. uh, i don't think i'm ready for this yeah yeah you need some practice oh okay yeah <laughs> a little little too relaxed almost oh. like glenn over there on the couch wearing crocs hey is back, that off you got of today? back off of me hey, I, I i rolled out of bed i had to change a tire no i didn't have time to 
I was just, no, I had no warm excuses. socks on, so I just slipped on the old Crocs. I'm in chill mode, though. Uh, uh-huh. See? Chill so mode. are those things, like, popular again? Or? Well, yeah. I mean, I pointed out the Crocs, not as a criticism or anything like that and make fun of them. I was like, those apparently have been getting popular as people are staying more at home and they just want a comfortable thing to slip on at home. As they are. So, so they what are you're saying is they were out of style, then they were oh, in style, it. and then they're out of style. Or in style, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you got to start with in style. In style, out of style, in style okay, again, right. yeah. I don't care about style. I am in chill mode right now, mm-hmm. not sport mode. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Sounds like it's time for an episode of Sound and Vision. Mm-hmm. Time for Sound and Vision. This is where we talk about all things aesthetic and rate them on the David Bowie scale. The best you can get uh, on this uh, in our category is low. low. That's David the highest Bowie's, score. Yeah, greatest work. The worst you can do is never let me down. Bowie's low point. Mm-hmm. Worst, worst point. Worst yeah. point. Yeah. Worst sure. point. Sorry. Sure. And uh, there's a comfortable, comfortable middle ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to, just let's dance. Yeah. All yeah. right. In my defense. All right, go ahead. In my defense. Of the cracks. I, I forgot oh, yes. my defense. Oh, I would, <laughs> normally when I come over here, I wear my Lebowski sweater, you, my you Duke sweater, often, yeah. because Bowie, the dog, has he's come to... The official to, dog of the Strange Currencies podcast. He, he's, he and seems, the official dog of, of Sound and Vision. And Sound and Vision. He, he gets a little rattled when he doesn't recognize me, if I'm wearing a hat, if I'm... Yeah. So I have to wear familiar clothing huh. for Bowie's benefit. It's very thoughtful. And I forgot to wear the dude sweater today. Um, so that's that's on me. And the Crocs kind of go with it. Like he wore jelly uh, slippers. That's what I'm saying. But that, this is a similar thing. That's Okay, so Fair I enough. am now going to coordinate my my outfit. I will wear Crocs and my dude sweater. I need to find some sweatpants. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, will, to round out to the outfit. The George I will say look. about <laughs> these Crocs is that at least they're black and they're not like bright orange. Which yeah. It's like kind or of like a classic color. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, I didn't even notice they were Crocs until like yeah, I we just you know, like even have seen I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make a statement. I just wanted to change the tire, <laughs> get to the podcast, uh, uh, enjoy an IPA. Fair enough. And we're, not have to think about my glove, but here we are. Thing <laughs> is, we're not here to judge Glenn's Crocs. We're well, here to sound judge the style of the beach boys. Let's judge freaking Mike Love in that hat. The hat is st- sound and vision. Fucking never let Mike me down. Mike Love never let me never down. Let me down. That hat's yeah. hideous. Has he ever wear worn a cool hat? Like there's well, it's because like the thing with the scrambled eggs, um, that gold leafy stuff, is that it has that military association yeah, with it, and yeah. which has like a yeah. patriotism association right. Total with Mike it. Love to yeah, yeah, which is yeah, like the Donald Trump stuff and like the Fourth yeah. of July celebration thing. Speaking of uh-huh. Mike Love. Does love Donald Trump. Yeah, so exactly. Fuck both of yeah, those yeah. guys. I will say that um, for the baldness thing, like, <laughs> I do <laughs> I do like making fun of bald guys who wear hats to hide their baldness, <laughs> but I feel bad about it because uh, they can't really okay. help it. Sure. And they're just trying to, like, yeah. maintain some dignity. Um, but at the same <laughs> Did time... Did you just say Mike Love and dignity in the same <laughs> sentence? Well, not Mike Love. Uh, yeah, other, I'm talking about in general. There are bald yeah, people yeah. who do have dignity. Mike Love's just not one of them. Exactly. So, like, depending on the person, like, totally go after for their baldness. But in general, like, 
it's kind of a low blow, but also like I I do think you know if you're bald, go with it and like own it somehow. Hey, I don't know. It's I don't easy, have that problem, It's easy so. to say when you have a lustrous, I do. full, yeah, right. thick head of hair yeah. like you do. Tim. I know. Yeah. I know, and that's why I feel bad because, like, anytime I say anything about, like, oh, he's just hiding his baldness, I feel like, oh, well, I'm kind of being a dick because I have such you great ca- hair. You kind <laughs> of are. And you, let's be honest. Tim's hair is more or less a low. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, well okay, I don't know so about the, uh, just the amount of it, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah I mean, style-wise, <laughs> figure some shit out of yeah. it. Come on. But, All right, what about, but what about, the existence of it yes. and, and the trust that you can have that you're going to have that hair for, for a long time. Yeah. If we're yeah. on Sound and Vision, oh. how do we feel about Sean Lennon's outfit then? I didn't actually see it. Oh. Uh, but but Tim described it, I believe, as legendary. Oh, yeah. One, I mean, one of you did. If you look at one of those, that first one of those links, the one that's an hour long, it's okay. the Beatles stuff is in there. It's yeah, it's this weird like it's almost like, like a prince, yeah, or like nice. Michael Jackson or something. Yeah. It's like almost a military yeah. style thing, but like in angular. 1988, right, yeah, right, right, right. So yeah, eighty eight would have been like he was twelve. 12. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. He it's was kind of funny it. to see a kid that tiny dressed that way. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's. It, it looked like. I guess it kind of looked like something just, okay, that's, His uh, dad Yoko was John Lennon. Yeah, yeah. His half brother at that point was like actually a pretty big, mm-hmm. you know, rock star. Yeah. His mom's fucking Yoko Ono, well, so he's not just some normal twelve. He's got to bring it. It looked like the kind of thing Yoko would have worn. Yeah. 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 Maybe a different color. It was yeah. dark. I mean, she probably would have worn white or something. But low. That's kind of a thing. I'll give it a low. Oh yeah, his outfit's a low yeah. for sure. I'll, I'll trust you guys on it because since I haven't seen it yet. But yeah, Mike loves fucking hat. Never let me down. Yeah. There it is. Mike right. Love, just in general. And a successful again. episode if, if of you, Sound and Vision. Yeah. I, I, well, I want to say one <laughs> other thing. If you're if you're balding, not that he was, but Mike Love, just lean into the... Well, I don't know. I don't want him being associated with the Nez, you know, knitted cap either. But, like... No. That would have been better than any of the hats that I ever saw, well, I mean, saw Mike Love wear. Nez stopped wearing that and went all bald, you know, in, yeah. in his later years. So he embraced the baldness. Yeah, uh-huh. he did. Well, another reason why Nez was better than my. Oh yeah! All right, it, all right. Ba- back to this. So now no, we got it. We now do this. the man Roll is the going sleeves. to start speaking. All right, which let him. Apologies speak. To, yeah. to all of our trigger you know, warning billion I, listeners. I want to say before we start. Are, are we going to have to take another break for me? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Just that what what makes me laugh about this most after listen, you know listening to it a couple times and, and listening to some of the other speeches is that. There's kind of a roast vibe to the ceremony. Like, you know, people are giving like sort of like fucking with people and like doing little digs at them as they talk about them and induct them in. And I feel like Mike Love just completely misinterpreted that vibe or like just Mm -hmm. isn't very good at doing that. So he came up here thinking like he was going to roast some people. Yeah. And it just comes off as like psychotic. Yeah. But it's just funnier to me to to think of it in that context. Like he thought he was being charming or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, here we go. You heard uh, from Cousin Brian the reason why we started making music and the reason that keeps us going. Because I'm his cousin. Sounds corny. Right. I, I belong here. in the harmonies. Sounds corny because corniness or sincerity is corny. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. Oh, okay. Those of you who are musicians. Those of you who are musicians. Like to be- I was going to say, you can hear it in the harmonies, at least those of you who are musicians. The rest of you can't understand yeah, what it's like me. to be a musician who, who merely once held a tambourine on stage while... With my while, cousin. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I belong here. Yeah. It's because we love harmony. We love music and we love harmony. 
And we love all people, too. False. <laughs> False. <laughs> he can't claim that and be a Donald Trump fan, so True. He's just putting that out there. Right. All right. When I went to school, high school, my cousin Brian and I would jump over the fence, ditch class, we'd go surfing. Now we false. Also false. <laughs> but he goes on to say they couldn't surf very good. So but but Brian did. didn't surf. Brian, not at all. Brian did, yeah, Brian right. did not surf. Uh, and Mike like might have gone out to the beach once or twice. <laughs> but the only surfer in the band was Dennis. All right. Yeah, all right. It was a life. It's very good. But it was a whole lifestyle. A lifestyle. We, we would listen to the music, the R&B music at the time. And uh, some of our favorite records were the doo-wop type of deals. And type of deals. there you go again with harmony. And I think it's wonderful to be here tonight, but I also think it's sad that there are other people who aren't here tonight. And uh, those are the people who have passed away. Those are the obvious ones. But the other not-so-obvious ones are people like Paul McCartney, who couldn't be here tonight because he's in a lawsuit with Ringo and, and Yoko. <laughs> Pause there. So first of all, that's wrong, right? Because it was really with George Harrison, I think. I mean, maybe the other two were involved, yeah. too. But, like, there's that. If you watch the video of this, too, mm-hmm. the, the, at least the one that I saw, there were cutaways to the audience. Yeah. And they cut away to they show Ringo, and they show... Uh, Sean Lennon at various times as he's just talking shit about the Beatles and they're like showing them in the crowd like what the hell is this guy's mm-hmm. hey, who, who is this guy again? yeah 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 oh he, he's Brian Wilson's cousin yeah don't oh, you know cousin. yeah come on that's two cousin drops yeah. so far okay okay all right all right uh did you have something else to add to that not really, uh, just okay, like because he, what he I want eases his way into this by talk, like acting like he's talking about dead people, but then he's yeah, really just yeah. talking about people yeah, that aren't he there. He could for not wait reason. to try to stick the knife in. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, because he's involved in a lawsuit. How many lawsuits had <laughs> oh Mike Mike been involved in right? by that point already? With, with his own, as he's already reminded us multiple times, cousin, cousin, oh, okay, yeah, over royalties and over rights to the name, and I know a lot of that stuff happens after this as well too but by that point that dam had already broken and there were a lot of freaking litigious things going on within the beach boys as well too so fuck you mike love for (laughs) acting like all high and mighty because there's lawsuits going on within the band you you fucking you're the if there's anything that mike love was a pioneer of musically speaking it is suing your bandmates (laughs) like that's his that's his contribution to the canon if you will so (laughs) All right. Anything else before we resume this? Or are we good to, to hear this dipshit go on longer? Yeah, let's go on. All right. That's what he sent a telegram to, to some uh, high-priced attorney in this room, you know? Uh, high-priced, you know, Mike Love really sticking up for the, for the lower class there who can't afford the high-priced attorney. Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> Now, that's a bummer, because we're talking about harmony, right, in the world. If we can't get it together in America and in England in harmony within our groups, I mean, believe it. You can believe it. The Beach Boys have their own interstices or whatever you call okay, it, squabbles. Okay. Interstices? <laughs> yeah. Can anybody, can anybody unpack that? Interstices. I think he, like, he was trying to say internal... You're the English teacher. He was trying to say internal squabbles. He says squabbles in a second here, but he... 
or like interscene squabbles inter-scene, or something like that. But, but interscene yeah, says, isn't even a word. Like right. inter He's, interscene. Yeah. Interstice. You know what? I think maybe he misheard some wealthy lawyer say <laughs> high something high price lawyer. lawyer say something similar to that, and so he's like, "Oh, I want to sound mm-hmm. smart," mm-hmm. and so he's like parroting that to explain what's going on yeah. here. And you how, you all don't know what I'm talking about, right? Inter- You're I'm not gonna use some big words because I'm in the industry, yeah. and I I, know, I speak you know executive talk. And trust me, it's a perfectly <laughs> cromulent word. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Interstacine. Right. I like it. Mm-hmm. Not right. a word. Not a word. Okay. And we've, we've confirmed and looked yes. this up. Yeah. Not that Mike Love is going to teach anything to us about, about language. I mean, come on, <laughs> right? All right. Let, let's see. It's a bummer when Ms. Ross can't make it, you know? Okay. Okay. Uh, come, come on. Go, go ahead, Glenn. You seem to have... Well, you want to all right. Here. A bummer when Ms... And he says this with a smart... Uh, like, he's equating the two. Ms. Ross. Ms. He's yeah. like... He's like lumping them in all of these, you know, fussy artists. <laughs> uh, you know, not He's even. He's calling her fussy. You're right. That's exactly <laughs> it. And Diana Ross is, does not come, not because she's ungrateful, because she just had a freaking baby. Right. And she's like, mm-hmm. she's, at, she's like, I have a lot going on. I just can't. Yeah. And like, let, okay, let's be honest. Diana Ross at this point, well, Mike Love had plenty of kids too that he just, you know, like <laughs> abandoned and you know never. I don't know. There wasn't he involved in like several paternity oh, I have no you know, idea. suits and things like that as well. If not, then fucking bring it, Mike Love. You <laughs> sue me if I'm wrong about this. Go ahead, all right. Slander. All you're gonna do is bring attention mm-hmm. to a mere humble podcast of a billion <laughs> listeners. But whatever. Right. Anyway, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. you. Don- she's on maternity leave. She's on maternity leave. You don't yeah. fucking get to tell her that she's got to be there. So fuck you. And, again, and also, like, like, it's like, at this point, Diana Ross is like, ah, oh, that's sweet. Thanks, rock and roll. Like, she's gotten so many awards <laughs> and accolades. Right. She doesn't, like, really, she's supposed to drop everything anytime somebody's going to, like, name a building after her or whatever. Yeah. Like, I think there was, like, just in general, some disappointment in in the I don't know in, industry or just like amongst because they want to shame people for not dropping everything to help them make fifteen thousand dollars a plate. They wanted to see they wanted to see you know a little Beatles reunion, a little Supremes reunion, and that kind of thing. So right. he, he might be and, kind of and a, what they got was a fucking tirade from the least <laughs> talented person in that building. Sure. Well, that's yeah. the that's the business aspect of this is they're trying to build this mm-hmm. they're trying to create entertainment yeah. and create value and they're leaning on the, all the decades of hard work of diana ross <laughs> and of paul mccartney and expecting them to just like for free jenner give them publicity and like yeah. let's do a stunt and ride the coattails of your talent oh how dare you not drop everything your mm-hmm. newborn child yeah. and sure. sacrifice mm-hmm. your integrity yeah. uh, just smile come on Give, yeah. you know, yeah. it'll be good for Please the ratings th- think of the shareholders right, right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no that's all true but I think that's the sentiment that he's sort of reflecting here like not, I'm not defending him in any way but you like, better not you <laughs> fucking monster i don't know man he's he's sort of growing on me. he's making a lot of really good points here unlike uh, his hair on his head okay oh, no. but mike love <laughs> oh dear so but mike love is essentially saying sack it up come yeah. and mm-hmm. hey, no 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 his real message here is we need to have love and harmony <laughs> that's so now i'm gonna fucking trash all these that's people what I was gonna, uh, one thing i was gonna say is that it's fascinating how he's trying to 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 
roll this whole thing up in this like <laughs> message of peace and love Man, or something. Right. Can us fuckers all get along? Can like, we all just? just- <laughs> Brian Wilson had that sentiment without even really saying those things in such yeah. you know in the specific words. Like you know that that's kind of how he feels. Love and mercy, his whole thing with that, and then yeah, Mike Love is like faking it or something. He's yeah. trying to make it sound like he's got a positive message, but he doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna write love and mercy on a card and try to sell it to you for, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. five bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas Brian says it and actually means it. Right. right. Yeah. No. There's there's zero zero self awareness in this man yeah. at all. All right. Let, let's see what else he's got to say. I mean, he has to almost be done, right? <laughs> oh God. There's another. Three minutes of this video. <laughs> so the, much the worst part is that there are actually people cheering. Well, yeah. so, there's so much like hesitance. The Beach Boys yeah. have continued to do about, we did about 180 <laughs> performances last year. I'd like to see the mop tops match that. Oh, this is when they cut whoa, to Julian Lennon. Whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> hold, hold on a minute. Here. All right. So um, tone down. So, so. I know Mike Love is all about the idea of a band being able to continue without its most important member, <laughs> but the Beatles just, sorry, Mike, they didn't do that. Yuck. So fuck uh, you. And, I'd mean, like to see the mop tops do that. We played every state fair in America <laughs> last year. And how, like, how many performances per year were the Beatles doing in like Hamburg or whatever, yeah. you know, like. They they had plenty of uh, they got plenty of bona fides as far as playing live. Yeah. Well, he's trying, and it, it feels like he's making a dig at at the fact that they retreated from touring and just became like a studio band because they weren't willing to roll up their sleeves and put in the work. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, uh, let let's take a. I, I need a break from, uh, okay. from this for just a minute. Uh, so let let's take a break, and we're gonna come back for the rest of this. Uh, that that last one just really pisses me off. Yeah, so all right, nice. we'll be back in just a minute. After that little sweet royalty-free music, we needed like some palate cleanser because uh, you know the mop tops. <laughs> oh, gee. I actually had to look up who the mop tops were. Uh, I wasn't sure what okay. he was talking about. I thought maybe he had made up a new word. Mop top. Uh, Interstacine. Yeah. Uh, so, so okay. So to to recap, Mike Love is uh, is better than the Beatles. Yeah. Because he. He, even in 1988, he does 180 dates a year. Yeah. Okay. All right. He'd like to see mop taps me. At this point, I would like to note in the video, he's kind of like, he's warming up. He's yeah, like it's almost like he's and almost in, Yeah, he's in this rhythm and he's like moving. Yeah, he's yeah. like rocking back and forth like he's ready to go. Putting up the dukes. Let's go. Oh. He's ra- ramping up, yeah. He's, he's, he's going to get uh, real crazy. Yeah, he's going to take on all these industry types with their high-priced lawyers. Yeah, because he's a rock star. Yeah, he's going to stick it to the man. All right, well, let's see here. Yeah. I'd like to see Mick Jagger get out on his stage and do I Get Around versus Jumpin' Jack Flash any day now. 
Does it take more to sing I Get Around than Jump Jet? Like, can we quantify that? I don't know. Like, what level... Uh, how many calories does one burn? Getting singing, around? Getting around. I Get Around. Jumping versus Jack. Versus Jumping Jack Fly. I want it. Oh, is that... We, uh, need to, we need to commission some sort of a government study on this. Yeah. How many calories are burned by I, singing I, I Get Around versus I, Jumping Jack Fly? I'd like to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't even know what he means. He's like... He wants to see Mick Jagger do I Get Around. That's kind of what it sounds like. He wants to hear him sing that song? He thinks I Get Around is more challenging yeah. to sing than Jumpin' Jack Flash? I mean, probably vocally, yeah, but Jumpin' well, Jack well, Flash Brian's is part, like, Yeah, the high falsetto yeah, yeah. there, but uh, not... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not, not hmm. whatever the fuck Mike's doing. Is he trying to say that the Beach Boys' I Get Around is better than Jumpin' Jack Flash? I mean, sure. Of course uh, he's saying that, but... Well, yeah. no, I mean, just but like... he's saying that, he, that Mick Jagger could I would have to check sing. their respective rankings on yeah. uh, uh, On a Century of Song. They're, they're both on there. They're both okay. great songs, uh, Nobody's mm. denying that, except for maybe Mike Love saying that Jumpin' Jack Flash isn't a great song. But if he's saying is, that, is it's Mick, just another thing that he's wrong. Is Mick Jagger there? Yeah. He yeah. he inducted uh, the right, Beatles. Right, yeah. So why is he saying... Uh, well, we'll get to that part. Okay, but okay, that, okay yeah, that's later. He's, that was, just, okay. he's just starting to not make any sense at all in this speech. At this wait, point. Well, I, wait let's when, not, when was he making sense? Let's not discount well, Mike he, Love's douchery to like he's out had, of it. Uh, some kind of evil plan. Like I said, he was trying to like couch it in this sort of peaceful message, and then he, but he knew he was going to dig at certain people. At this point, though, he just kind of goes off the rails as far as like making actual sense. I think. All right, well, here we go. Ooh. Now a lot of people are going to go out of this room tonight thinking that Mike Love is crazy. Well, they've been saying that for years. Have they? It's almost like he's... Dude, right after he said it, he like takes this step away from the mic. It's like a <laughs> mic 1988 drop. mic drop. Right They've been saying that for years. I don't it's think almost... anyone called him crazy. Just an asshole, yeah, right? Yeah, just right. a fucking yeah. dick. It's right. almost like he, he he's... He's trying to play a persona here. He's trying to play the villain. Yeah. And he thinks like... Oh, wait a minute. Sounds like it's time for an episode of Heroes Oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> I've been in this town so long that back in the city I've been taking All right, it's time for an episode of Heroes and Villains. Uh, This is where we discuss who the heroes and the villains are, whatever it is that we happen to be talking about. Uh, Okay, this is going to be the shortest episode ever. Hero. Brian. Sean Lennon. Diana Ross. <laughs> Diana Ross, yeah. Hey, yeah, she's, Paul she's McCartney home, and she's his home integrity. taking care of her kid. <laughs> and, That's right. And yeah, doing what a, a good, responsible parent should do. Diana Ross is the hero. Uh, At least mine. Sure. But okay. you, you have uh, yeah. good suggestions. I'll go with too. Brian Wilson. Right. I'm going to yeah, go with enough. Sean Lennon just because he gave the speech that Mike Love should have given. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> I, I don't deserve to be here. I, I didn't do anything. But thanks. Yeah. Uh, all right, villain. Mike Love, come on. You know, <laughs> he, uh, he's making a lot of good points. Paul Schaefer. Uh, <laughs> for kowtowing to play Octopus's Garden. That's right. Uh, 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 the, ther- <laughs> the theremin play- player who oh, comes yeah. in and yeah. just to encourage Mike. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, uh, as he love. is in Mike virtually love. every one of our episodes yeah, of this. Mike love. Mike love. Do we have to listen to more of the speech? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's what we're here this for. Is why, this is why the loyal listeners of this podcast, they trust us. 
to do the dirty work so that we can inform them. I mean, that's uh, they're doing the dirty work. <laughs> uh, that's true. They're doing the, we're making them listen to this. Uh, also. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's get back to this. All right. Nothing new about that. But what I'm talking about is forget this room. The United States is 6% of the population in the world. That's why I came here tonight with Muhammad Ali. Uh, uh, See? On. How does that make any sense? No, yeah. <laughs> I listened to this yesterday and I was like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Is Mike Love going to be like about to make a really important point about energy consumption? <laughs> it's like, nope, that's that's not what he's doing. He's just, he's name just like, dropping. I, I came here with Muhammad Ali because the United States is six percent of the world's population. Huh? Okay, like, there's there's a lot of actually interesting ways in which you could have followed up that sentence, but he didn't. I, no, he didn't. I, it's I, what is he saying here? Nothing. He's saying he's showing he's saying, off. Showing off that I'm friends with Muhammad yep. Ali? I'm Sh- friends. With a black guy? With a black guy yeah, exactly. who happens to be Muslim. So can't we all get along? Can't we I'm all a- just get along? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have friends who are black. I'm Mike Love. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike Love. Fuck oh my you. Goodness. Muhammad. Salam alaikum. Oh, 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 oh. Whoa! They're the, cheering for Muhammad he, he Ali at this point. This, like, yes, fist, yeah, right. Um, yeah, but they're, they're, of, they're not cheering for you. No, Mike. Yeah, 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 they do cut away. Uh, yeah, Muhammad Ali stands him. up, and everyone's cheering for him. Yeah, he's the one, he's the greatest, not you, Mike. All right, yeah. let's go. He is pumped though at this point. He is he's drawing energy. Like he, mm-hmm. a couple things just happened here for those of you who are not watching. He stepped away from the mic, mm-hmm. did this like fist pump that was almost like the clenched fist thing. Yeah. Like, he's he's drawn power. Uh-huh. Mike Love now apparently has black power. Yes. because uh, he has a black friend. Yes. Good job, Mike. Good job. Way, to, way to heal our wounds. Mm-hmm. And now, now he stepped back to the microphone stand and he is now pulling the microphone off of the stand. Oh. No. He is about to dive in and go all in. All right, here we go. I didn't hear you say alaikum salam. Alaikum salam. He said it. Uh, <laughs> See, I know the response. Okay, I don't care what anybody in this room thinks. You know when they were talking about this this guy w- w- with the guitar? Uh, uh, you know, Arlo's father? <laughs> um, this is his attempt at a joke. Woody Guthrie, like right. America's... Yeah. One of like the five most American he's, important American musicians make, of all time. He's, 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 he's trying, trying to, to make, make a joke a, okay. or a point or something. Or he's making a point that you all don't know who Woody Guthrie is. Yeah, I, only us musicians I know do. who Woody Guthrie is. <laughs> because I've been listening to him since I was a kid. I had right. I had to sing "This Land Is Your Land" in grade school, yeah. just like none of you all did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay, what's his joke? Well, Woody Guthrie. Yeah. Well, I knew that. Because my that's the father extent of the used joke. to sing some of those songs. Oh, that was the joke. And my yeah. mother, well, I need that. the Wilson. The Wilson! Wilson I'm... Don't forget, I'm a Wilson. Don't forget, uh, that's my mom. I got black power and I got Wilson power. That's so, right. Yeah, I uh, deserve to be here. Yeah, uh-huh. All right. Cool. Cousins with Brian, <laughs> Another cousin drop. and the late Dennis, the surfer of the group. Wait, wait, wait. He said he used to surf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I think he goes into this like weird rant here. This yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. When they first came to California, they were Cal- they were Kansas Dust Bowl Swedes. 
All right, Swedish people. They weren't. <laughs> Thank you for explaining what a Swede is. First of all, we didn't know. All, all you musician types, you don't know what a Swede is. I know who Woody Guthrie is, and I know what a Swede is. <laughs> we were just oh y'all, y'all know where Kansas is. It's not just that rock group. Yeah. <laughs> who didn't have enough money to rent or buy a house? They lived in tents on the beach in Huntington Beach, California, when they first came out. We street, used to, street cred. We used to be poor. <laughs> yeah. We worked hard. We didn't get everything handed to us. We didn't have high-priced lawyers. No, we we scrapped and we worked hard. Our lawyers lived in tents too. We <laughs> earned everything. Yeah. Listen to the his command of the English language in these next three sentences okay. too. All right. Well, now he's established his credentials as an Oki, even mm-hmm. though, you know, Kansas so <laughs> Kansas Oki, but still right. an yeah. Oki nonetheless. Mm-hmm. All right. Real, he's got, yeah. Right. And now we're sitting in this room with all this glitterati, glitterati of the glissando. The glitterati glissando. <laughs> oh, see, I know music theory. Yeah. <laughs> glissando, that's a musical term us musicians know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's got some alliteration that he's dropped there. Yeah. The glitterati Just glissando. Just like Martin Luther King. Yeah. Alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I, I think he learned how to, you know, bob and weave from his good black Muslim <laughs> yeah. friend, Muhammad Ali, right there. Yeah. Yeah, I speak good. Yep, yep. Poetry, poetry. Float like a butterfly, sting like a supreme dick. <laughs> All right. All 6% of us. He's back to that now. I don't know. Still, nah. still wasn't making a coherent point yet, nope. but okay. And we're hassling, we're fighting interstitine squabbles, you know. Hey, he says it again. Interstitine. Interstitine squabble. So, like, he really does think he that's really a word. He really thinks that's a word. <laughs> yeah. He does. He committed to it. I, I mean, like, if it was a fumble of the tongue, then it wouldn't, he wouldn't fumble the exact same way later. Yeah. It yeah. was the exact <laughs> same, the same word. Interstice. It's almost as if he practiced it, like... Is he trying to be Shakespeare here? Is he know. making uh, up so, words? So I, I only listened to this on the way to work yesterday. You apparently both have done a little bit of research into the, the grammar and stuff. I hope that we do not have to issue some sort of a correction oh, we ne- I, next week. And that interstitine no, is actually a word, a word. But I googled interstitine and the first thing that popped up is my class yeah, speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he invented the word. Yeah. It's Copyright just never Mike Love. Love. Yeah. He's, he's tried to coin a new phrase. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Wow. This is... So his point here in this section, I think, is that his family was poor, but mm. now they're rich and hanging out with a bunch of rich people and who only represent 6%. Well, who knows what percentage they represent of the six percent of you know yeah, that is uh-huh. the U.S. population, and now we're fighting with each other. Uh, we, something about tents leads to riches, leads to interstitine squabbling, squabbles, squabbles, squabbles. So yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. See he, what I said? He's gone off the rails. He just like he, he's totally hey, don't off the rails. dismiss. Don't dismiss like he's under the influence of something here. Oh he's sure, just a dick. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't, you can is, write is off. Is he really? Yeah. Because, I mean, with the whole transcendental No, he's lucent. He's lucent. Yeah. Well, you know, this. Not, in this particular thing. But is he, because, all right, the thing that I cannot help but think of when I'm hearing this just rambling, stupid, stupid speech that makes no fucking coherent point at all is he's basically inventing Donald Trump. In this speech, Ooh. rambling, making no fucking sense, <laughs> claiming that because he has a black person in his mm-hmm. in his entourage that he's not a fucking racist or whatever. And and now, like, what I'm wondering here is, 
like first off, he he basically yeah, creates the whole the whole model of of Donald Trump, uh, and I I almost I, I guess I lost the other point that I was about to make here, but well, I mean Donald Trump was already a, a you know a known quantity oh, at sure. this point, a, a, also a supreme self made self made yeah, and then there's this whole idea yes I'm the self made guy uh, I which was intense is bullshit because and... all either of them ever did was ride on the coattails of either. You know, in in Donald Trump's case, an asshole forebear, which yeah. who, of course, Woody Guthrie wrote a song about his Trump's father being an asshole forebear huh. and a mm-hmm. fucking racist to boot. Mm. And all Mike Love has done is coasted on the coattails of his infinitely more talented cousin, who he's reminded of us several times in this speech, who is probably because you never see the video go back, who is probably standing there fucking appalled at this whole scene unfolding yeah, here. Yeah. Like that's the thing that, that I that sort of I think gets lost in this is poor Brian has to stand up there on stage it's next to this asshole as he's just going on and on you know, trashing huh. these people. And you know what we needed? We needed Dennis Wilson at this point to walk up and flick that hat <laughs> off his head. Yeah. Hey, just just in case any of you think this guy knows what he's talking about, let me remind you he's fucking bald. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back, back to it. It's not this? done yet. Messing around. What I want to see is this whole room recognize that there is one Earth here. And I want us to do something fantastic with all this talent and all this wonderful spirit and soul. And I'd like... What, what are they going to do? Uh, uh, oh, let's... Interstitine squabbles? <laughs> yeah, let's end all the interst... Hey, let's bring Paul out here and let's mm-hmm. have him and Ringo and Yoko shake hands. Yeah, We're going to fix all the world's problems. One thing I, I put in my notes is that he's definitely the kind of guy who thinks he's like the main character of the movie. Yeah. 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 yeah like he's like, this is, I'm talking and everyone's like listening, listening to my every the, word. They're, they're, you know, and I'm going to fix it. it. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I got the answers. I'm a benevolent God or whatever. Well, and here's the point I, I forgot I was going to try to make a minute ago is, so I was wondering about his like level of sobriety here. Cause yeah. again, with the whole transcendental meditation, I'm wondering, cause is he like one of those weird teetotaler like Trump who doesn't, doesn't drink and, and all that? Like, is he just this fucking, or is he, cause that, that's what I have, have seen just in a couple searches that I've done here. Like, Oh, Mike loves just fucking drunk as hell here. I don't no, think I don't that's think the case. Is. Right. Mm-hmm. Nope. And, and I just don't think that's really his vibe either. Like, I think he's completely lucid yeah. and he's just, I don't know. An I, asshole. Just okay. an asshole. I mean, maybe just that's, a dick. yeah, I was kind of under the impression that he'd had some bourbon or something, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe. All right. Uh, here we go. See some people kick out the jams, and I challenge the boss to get up on stage and jam. What's he got against the boss? He's just doing more name dropping to get cheers because he's a narcissist. Yeah, and he's like doing like a dick measuring thing here yeah. too. Like it's very weird. Yeah. This is when they play good vibrations in the background. <laughs> they're like, okay, it's really their way of saying like, chill them, out, dude. Yeah, this is them I trying see to like Billy Joel. See if he can still. Tickle play him off. Let me see. Play him off the stage. That too. Uh, yeah. Now I I will say the one thing the the one attack or whatever that he makes that that I'm most okay with is when he gives Billy Joel a hard time because <laughs> we don't really need Billy Joel in this world. I mean I got no personal issue with him, but I've whatever. I like Billy Joel's like singles. Okay. Uh, but right. like I don't think I don't know if he's an album guy. Mm. Piano Man's overdone, but you know whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, okay, so this is yeah, and, and I may end up editing this whole story out, but but <laughs> we went to dinner last night. My uh-huh. wife and I went to dinner, and uh, dinner's over. I, I went into the restroom, and they had been playing Piano Man on the the speakers at the we were at Gino's uh, uh-huh. in Selwood, really good restaurant for those of you here in the Portland metro area. But uh-huh. anyway, um, so I, I'm in the restroom. And there's this other dude in there in the restroom whistling Piano Man. But he's whistling every part, like the the, the verse, the pre-chorus, the la da 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 and then like the chorus stuff. All of them are in a different key. <laughs> it was just weird as fuck because it's a really tiny, tiny little restroom. And there's this dude right right there whistling this this not great song. But every every part of it was in a totally different key, and I'm like, was he at the urinal? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's weird. That is weird at a urinal. Yeah. I mean, you just kept going like and going and going, dropping a deuce or whatever, and like just passing yeah, the time by the whistling yeah. his favorite song. That yeah. makes a little bit more sense. It was, yeah, but it was so strange. It may, especially because he could maybe think he was alone in the bathroom if he was in a stall. He knew that he was not alone. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, all right, back to this. <laughs> so you, you just said piano man, so I think. <laughs> I know Mick Jagger won't be here tonight. He's gonna Wait. have to stand. Wait a minute. Mick, Mick Jagger Did, didn't you there. just say that Mick Jagger inducted the Beatles? <laughs> yes. No, he's gonna have to stay in England. He's there, Mike. <laughs> like, and again, like I don't so, know what so happened might... first. Maybe he hadn't come up on stage yet. I really don't know the order of these speeches, but hmm, okay. Well, he, he, but... he should have at least known he was there. Yeah, you'd think like they'd be like, announcing Mick Jagger has entered the building, and, and like that Mike would have heard that, which maybe lends more argument to the fact that maybe he was drunk. Maybe. I don't know. I don't all know. right. But yeah, Mick, Mick was by all accounts there. But I'd like to see us in the Coliseum and him Limley Stadium because he's always been chicken shit to get on stage with the Beach Boys. <laughs> what? What is that supposed to... So they're going to be in the Coliseum... The He's Stones gonna are going to be in, in Wembley. Okay. That's what Mike Love would like to see. Which Coliseum? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> is, is that what the like the old before the Staples Center or whatever? Yeah, the LA well, Coliseum. Now like crypto. No, that was the Forum. Yeah, there was okay, a Col- was I mean, the we've got the Memorial Coliseum. No, yeah, here, the LA but, Memorial Coliseum. Yeah, I mean, there's Coliseums yeah. everywhere, but yeah. No, 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 the LA Coliseum is still there. It's where UCL or oh, USC okay. plays. So. Oh well, UCL. He was wearing the hat. Well, that, the Coliseum the is the place. Like the that's place. that's the place. But be, well, Wembley's massive. way bigger, than, by the way, making, though, than the Coliseum. I feel like if he was making more sense, he says Mick Jagger's going to stay back in England. It sounds like he wants them to trade places. They would play somewhere in England. Maybe there's a Coliseum there, and the Roman Coliseum, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then bring you know the Rolling Stones to Wembley maybe and like, see how failed, they do there. I maybe this know. is a failed uh, uh, entry of Mike into like concert promoting business, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's trying to set up a concert and he Mick Jagger laughed him off like and, but he's always because he's always been too chicken shit to get on stage with the Beach Boys because he's just out there singing the low calorie burn and jumping jack right flash. he doesn't right. even say the word too he's always been chicken shit to get on stage with the Beach Boys which is yeah. another just excellent use Ch- of the English chicken language chicken shit to yeah. get on stage with the Beach Boys you know, uh-huh. I, maybe his problem is that when Mick Jagger sings Jumping Jack Flash, he doesn't do any jumping jacks. <laughs> and maybe it's just he's what not capable of doing it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what makes him chicken shit, because he doesn't jumping jack. 
It's the little Elton John bit on, on this. Yeah, yeah, because it, it just basically fades out. <laughs> yeah, right like, like that's, that's the end of the Mike Love speech. Like somebody drags him off the stage, perhaps, <laughs> but they cut it out. So here's the last little bit from Elton John. Uh... Thank fuck he didn't mention me. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you go on YouTube and search for this you know, ceremony, 1988 uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, you do you get a sense of the uh, acceptance speeches that come after this one because most of them mention Mike Love and like uh, Elton John just said oh thank fuck you didn't mention me. Bob Dylan comes out a little while later and does his little thank you speech. It's only like ninety seconds long and he says, <laughs> "Yeah, it's great." And and he he's like, "Well, yeah, you know, I'm glad he didn't mention me either." And like I didn't do a lot of dates either. Um, <laughs> sorry. And then he says, uh, "He says harmony is important, but." So is forgiveness. Oh. It's, like, it's like this really actually kind of a... Yeah! Which, let's be honest, Dylan's the total fucking asshole, too. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. but like in the face of Mike Love, what he just saw Mike Love yeah, do, yeah. Dylan comes Super off as this kind of like, guy. yeah, compassionate guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very strange. And then even little Richard, he goes up and says, uh, you know, Mike Love, Mike Love, glad he didn't... He says the exact same thing. Uh, he says he didn't do very many dates either because he can't get his leg up as high. <laughs> Uh, he makes all these jokes. Uh, he says like something about like, oh, what about? I don't know how you feel about Mike Love, but I've been loving Mike for twenty uh, some years. <laughs> he's trying to be diplomatic but, and well, joking maybe he's around. Talking about a different too. Mike, though. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> there's mean, not another Mike Love. No, but he's been loving Mike. You know, Mike oh, Smith. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, had little little Richard like really actually really come out of the closet at yeah. that point. Maybe that know. was just him okay. saying, hey, I, I just want to let y'all know. He makes a lot I'm of gonna... comments about how the Supremes dressed like him. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there another Mike Love, though? Oh. Oh. That's a good point. <laughs> well, before... Okay, hold on a minute, because I'm going to need to pull this back up. Right. Actually, you might have heard a little sound there. That's because I unplugged this thing. It's mm-hmm. going to give us some trouble. Oh, that's but, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm inclined to think, like, in terms of the chronology, if you're inducting the Beach Boys, Bob Dylan... And the Beatles into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if they're like the big inductees, you probably have inducted the Beach Boys first. So Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe Mike Love just didn't know that Mick Jagger was in the building. Because you'd think that the Beatles would have been like the the, The last, right? Yeah, exactly. And and so, yeah, maybe, I, I, I love that whole idea of like... Oh, I talked shit about Paul McCartney, <laughs> and he's not here. I talked shit about well, Diana Ross, she's not here. I talked shit about uh, Mick Jagger, and he's not here. Oh, fuck, Mick Jagger's yeah. here. So, <laughs> what do you bet Mike Love actually left the building no. upon finding that out? He didn't, he didn't want to get his ass kicked by a chicken shit <laughs> Mick Jagger. Because there is a clip on YouTube of, of like... It's a whole hour long. It includes the Mick Jagger introduction of the Beatles. It includes the Beatles acceptance speech. And then there's like 45 minutes of really bad jam session with all the famous musicians. You know, there's like a dozen guitar players and well, it's just a cacophony. What, that's what he wanted. Mike Love. Maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe that well, happened. Yeah, maybe that is. Yeah, was he tickling the ivories? Was <laughs> he the was boss actually. on stage? Joel, I mean, yeah, everyone was on stage. <laughs> Billy Joel was literally playing the piano or the keyboard or something. And Mike Love's up there singing and like everyone's... But it's terrible, it's you know. There's too many cooks in the kitchen, right. yeah. and I, I it well, ends. And the worst part about it is the song that you have to play when you're on stage with like 40 different people. We are the world. No, keep oh. on rocking in the free world, which hadn't been written yet. That oh. comes out in like 1989. Did they sing that in this? No, because oh. it wasn't written yet. Oh, okay. And so, like, Neil that's Young the was law. There. If you have that many people on stage, you. you have to sing <laughs> "Keep on Rocking the Free World." Maybe that's why Neil Young wrote that song. If okay. you're saying he was there, and he's like, <laughs> he was there. This thing was a mess. 
I need to write a song that now for all of time, <laughs> right. when people get up on a stage, they can play that song. When, when you said it hadn't been written yet, my mind heard uh, it hadn't been released yet. So, no, okay. Well, I, I, or I maybe think, you just wrote it on the spot. Freedom, right? It came out in 1989. <laughs> but so. the, the whole jam session ends with not Jumpin' Jack Flash, but uh, Mick Jagger singing lead on this, I get this version of... Uh, uh, no, just of uh, satisfaction. Oh, okay. But still, <laughs> like it ends on Mick Jagger singing lead and like doing his thing, and you know, is Mike loves. Jump, jump <laughs> I don't think so. But like Mike and all them are just like in the background or whatever. So <laughs> is he just sitting there like sad that they're not closing the night no, out? With, he, he's actually like pretty with, into take it. a load off of your feet or something. Apparently, or? he even goes up. I didn't see this part, but he he like slaps Ringo on the back, and he's like. And they do stop in the name of love, and he's doing these like hand motions and oh. stuff. And, like he's having a good time. Like I like I said, I think he thinks he did a good roast or like a good I don't know. He thinks he did good. You know, he he's not capable of understanding what an asshole Zero he is. Zero self because of the narcissism. So, so are you saying that the, the Beatles went after all of this? I think so. Yeah. So maybe Sean Lennon's little "I don't deserve to be up here." Is a dig at love. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. Okay. I seem like a smart kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At 12. Yeah. Smarter than Mike. <laughs> All right. So, so you're, you're telling us that there's another Mike Love out there in the world? Uh, so <laughs> I know everyone's like search results are a little different in, when you're talking about YouTube and Google and stuff. Uh-huh. But when I typed in Mike Love, I didn't type in the full search term of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I just typed in Mike Love in YouTube and the first thing that actually comes up is this white guy with dreadlocks named Mike Love, who is a reggae artist. Oh. And he sings about jaw and, you know, no. Rastafarian stuff. He's from Hawaii. You can't really necessarily, you don't know someone's ethnicity from the color of their skin always. But Is he a Trustafarian? I just, I, I don't know hey, if he has. You stole that term from uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. I don't know if he has any sort of connection to Jamaica or anything like that, or if he's just some fucking white guy. Uh. Doing reggae, but it's some of the worst shit I've ever heard. I'm not a big reggae fan, so maybe it's not fair for me to say, but like just the one, there's a video that comes up first, and if you play that, it's just like terrible. I feel like this says something about your viewing history. Maybe. Have you been listening to? But no, I haven't been searching reggae or anything like that, so this is a little weird. More douchey guys named Mike. Mike Love, reggae, Mm -hmm. superstar. I'm uh, I'm trying to play it here, and, and it doesn't seem to want to. Oh, maybe to? it's a good thing. Do we yeah. have to? It's like... eight minutes long. No, oh, we're not. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh wow. Oh yeah, his his falsetto. Is that him? Yeah. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah, it has oh. the lyrics and everything. I mean, just that reggae voice that he's putting on, you know? Yeah, he doesn't a, sound like, I guarantee his speaking no. voice is nothing like that. He's like adopting a Jamaican accent, yeah, essentially. It's... I don't know. I went yeah, to I college in Ashland, Oregon, so I know plenty of these yeah. white reggae guys. Yeah, I grew up I in Flagstaff, Arizona. It's yeah. the capital of Trustafarians, at least in yeah. the Southwest. Mm. So that's pretty bad, but I got to say, 
if I'm picking a hero and a villain between the two Mike Loves, he's the hero. In the <laughs> reggae one. Mike Love is yeah, the hero. Reggae Mike Love we is... do have a we do have a series on this podcast replacing. Maybe we should replace Mike Love with Mike Love. Ooh, no, <laughs> I don't think I can handle defending whatever that was. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Hey, all right, that was a lot. Let's yeah. take one final break and we'll come back and wrap this all up here in just Please. a minute. on the Strange Currencies podcast, wrapping things up here. Uh, in the, the little break, I was talking to Tim about there is good reggae music, uh, and you do have to look for it a not little Mike bit. Love. And not Mike not, Love. Not that, what we just heard there. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, going or going to school in these college towns where Bob Marley's legend is basically on every jukebox and being played in every dorm. Yeah, that's a little it's a little much, but, uh, hey, if you were looking for, uh, for a good introduction to reggae, Strange Currencies did a pretty solid playlist, I must say, on oh, okay. uh, the work of Lee Scratch Perry. Oh, um, passed away last August. Yeah, yeah, jeez, it's been a rough, a rough year. But uh, but yeah, give that stuff a shot. And any any Lee Perry production is pretty. Yeah, I got you. Pretty yeah. cool. Toots and the Maytals. Yeah, some solid Pre- pressure drop. I think mm. is the highest rated reggae song on uh, Century. On Century Song, and, and that whole soundtrack that it, it ended up getting reissued on um, the Heart of They Come is, is fantastic too. So good, good stuff out there. You got any Peter Tosh on that Century? That's the name yeah. I was trying yeah, to think Peter of. Tosh. Uh, Tosh, I I'm a little bit familiar with. And I do remember liking his stuff. Culture. Uh, yeah. Congo. Congos, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, we might have to, sure. you know. Dig uh, in a little bit. You. Yeah, the you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. There's good stuff. There is anyway. good stuff. Well, sure speaking of is. Strange Currencies music, there's some there's some stuff happening on Strange Currencies. Numero month right Numero now. Numero month right now. I've heard. I, I saw an actual video of the founders. Numero. Numero. Not numero. Not numero. I, I made numero. that mistake for for a while myself. Okay. All right. Numero. numero. Thank numero. you, Numero Group, for like liking all of our Instagram yeah, right. posts this that's month. Cool. So that's cool. Do hey, they do if you want if you want to sponsor work. us, uh, we're looking for a sponsor for <laughs> fucking fame. And uh, hey, numero, I've been asking for record money, and so hey, just just cut out the middle. Hey, you know what? You cannot go wrong. I want wrong. that omnibus box, Numero. If <laughs> starting, that's what we do. We just like, like beg. It's like eight hundred bucks <laughs> uh-huh. on Discogs, right? Now. This is what you do. You go to a record store. If you see Numero on it, just buy it. get it. Just buy it. fucking it's buy good. it. You, you won't go wrong. Best record label in America. Mm-hmm. Wow, bold, easy, right. easy. Well, if you don't believe us, go check out Strange Currencies music. Read up about it. There's some good stuff out there. Well, hey, uh, for the Strange Currencies podcast, I am Matt. I'm Glenn. And I'm the audience. Oh, wait, I'm Tim. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>